Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. Uh, you will be seeing her in New York, New York, which is opening on Broadway on April 26th. But before that, she was Rumple Teaser in the 2016 Broadway revival of Cats. So welcome, Haley Fish, and thank you for joining me. Hello. Happy to be here. I'm excited to hear a little bit about the new show, but more importantly, to talk about Rumple Teaser, because I have... I have a lot of new thoughts on that after talking to a couple different cast members and like I think my thoughts have evolved on Rumble Teaser and so okay. we're gonna, interested, interested gonna make to know it go take. way back. Okay, um, yeah, maybe some notes on how I could have done it differently. Or, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We, we, we it's talk all shop. about yeah. We're gonna talk about how the dance, all the dance choreography and all the stuff that right. I know nothing about. I'm gonna give yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, we're gonna talk about the backstory. Let's start though with your history with Cats. So this was your Broadway debut. Yes, I I made my Broadway debut as. Rumple teaser um, right out of college. I went to NYU. I grew up watching the what year was it? Nineteen ninety eight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The nineteen ninety eight movie. I can't remember the first time I saw it, but I definitely saw it more than once. And then when I was, I think maybe in sixth or seventh grade. I went to an art school. I, I'm from Kentucky. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. I went to an art school and I was a dance major. Um, and in middle school, the high school was doing a production of Cats and my dance teacher was choreographing it. And so somehow she convinced them that she needed some of her dancers who were in middle school at the time to be in that production of Cats. So we were just kittens. I don't know. Not a name, not, not like a, not no, a character. No, no name, no character, okay. no no real understanding of the plot or the lore. We did um we were in Peaks and Pollicles and that was it. Oh, that's okay. And that was it. The whole she time. just needed more <laughs> people I guess wow. um, but what's funny about that production is that there are a couple of people there, Lexington Kentucky is like this uh, great arts town there's a lot of theater there's a lot of art it's where University of Kentucky is mm -hmm. I guess just a lot of young people being there all the time there's it's an art hub but that particular production of cats there people um, like I have friends who you know like Jacob Yates who now conducts and plays in Town and all over the place um, I think he's doing walking with bubbles off Broadway Jess Hendy also cats person um, and he was in the show. He was in that production of Cats. All with from me. Lexington, Kentucky. All from Lexington. Wow. Yeah. Colton Ryan, who's the lead in New York, New York, also from Kentucky, in my grade, one of my friends from when I was a child. Wow. You know. It's a, yeah, anyway, a little, little, little I guess, hug. a little back history about Lexington and um, Cats, too. So you did it as a middle schooler. Um, yeah, as a middle schooler. I have questions about high schools doing it, I guess, but it seems a little, uh, little oh, sexual. Posi positively hilarious. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it was. But I will say, I'm pretty sure that the Mungo Jerry Rumple teaser, it was two boys. Interesting. It was okay. two boys. I, I'm pretty sure. Did they do the cartwheel section? 
I think so. I mean, I I, I want to say yes, because how do you do that number without? But I can't remember for sure. I can I can always ask. Um, Is there a video of this? Oh, God, I don't know. Is there like a YouTube performance? You I don't know. See? I mean, this 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 was... This is like like handheld camcorder days? Yeah, it was like 2006 or yeah. seven or okay. something like that. Yes, yeah, so there's no like iPhone footage for it. Was, it was definitely the YouTube era. I don't know when that actually began. No, but YouTube like, is 2009. Okay, so not no, quite... 2006, the, maybe. I should know this, but... You know, when everyone was obsessed with yes. watching, just people would just make content for YouTube. 2005, 2006, I yeah. think Yeah, okay, so it was, it was around, around then, but then. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not sure if we have a bootleg. You should, everyone should look up the Scapa Bluegrass Slime Tutorial Cats. <laughs> okay, so okay, so you do it. You're watching the 1998 movie as a dancer. Mm-hmm. You get to be in Peaks and Pollicles, mm-hmm. and then... Do you think about it again? Like, you know, obviously, you know, you're progressing towards this career. Yeah. Um, is that something where it's like that cat's dance number is part of this? Or is it just like, oh, that was one thing you did? Like, how does that lead into a, like, I think more about when you get to do your Broadway debut and you get this, like, there's definitely someone who's like, okay, this is a job and I'm really excited. And there's others who is like, this was my dream role. Yeah. I mean, it is, I, I think you'll hear a lot of dancers say it's, uh, it's kind of a dream come true because we grew up watching it, mm-hmm. um, which is true. But, I, you know, there are a lot of things I think that I grew up, you know, watching or thinking about or loving so much. And then it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is how it's who know like who knows if it was that influence from childhood that got me to this mm-hmm. place where I, now I'm in the right room at the right time. You know, I don't know. I don't know how woo woo we can go with it, but. I don't think I really thought about it. I knew, I remember uh, when Cats opened, because I was a replacement, so I I joined summer 2017, but they opened in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was doing a non-ex summer stock. I was still in college doing a non-ex summer stock um, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, with honestly now some of my best friends you kind of bond for life Mm -hmm. with people in that situation but I remember um think or hearing like oh yeah cats open tonight or whatever and thinking like man I think that would be really fun that would be just like something to dance like that hard all the time that would be really fun um and then I saw it in uh November of that of 2016 I'm pretty sure yeah, because they, this is, okay, my journey to getting, mm-hmm. to making my Broadway debut is kind of wild. I was in college, I went to school at NYU, so I was here in town, and, um, you know, they post the auditions that are going to happen on Playbill.com, and it was my friend Melody, who eventually ended up doing the tour as well, mm-hmm. um, was like, hey, they are, they're having their... Um, big six month call casting call for cats we should go and non-ag you have to put your name on a list they don't know if they're gonna see you i saw the show in november and thought i could be in this that looks really fun like Mm -hmm. i I think i would love to do that particularly the rumple teaser stuff just because you get a number you know what i'm saying um and I auditioned and it was like a full week of callbacks and Andy really loves a boot camp style um, 
you know, felt like summer camp. You just kept coming mm-hmm. back the next day with all your new friends that you'd been there with. And th- but it wasn't for anything. They were like, we'll put you in a file. You know, we don't have any tracks opening up. And then four or five months later, I got called in for Victoria and my friend Claire booked it from that. But, you know, Claire and I were on the stage at the Neil Simon f- partnering for like the very very last like bit of callback for that which was insane i was Mm -hmm. in a broadway house i was like how did i get here you know learning partnering and stuff on the stage on the raked stage at the neil simon and then uh a month later they called me back in for rumple teaser stuff which was throughout that whole callback process was my favorite thing that i had Mm -hmm. done so far um and it was so nerve wracking yeah. because I wasn't nervous through any of it. But when it came to that final callback of Rumble Teaser, I was like, I just want it so bad. It's yeah. so fun. I want to do this so bad. And um, Lindsay, a casting director, even said, I think she's nervous. And I was like, yeah. I'm so nervous. <laughs> um, but it all worked out. But that 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 is my journey into Cats. And then you make yeah. your debut. Yes, I made my debut. How how nerve wracking is that first day? Weirdly, not. Not at all. I mean, no? it is. It, it was. It was. I I can only speak for myself. I, I don't know about other people and how they experience these these moments. But, um, I for me, auditioning is always the most most nerve wracking thing. There's something about being in a room with only a few people doing your thing that just feels so like I don't know but I could do it for thousands of people and I'm not nervous at all um, it's it's so interesting as someone who's never auditioned or even been in like I've been in one thing in my life as yeah. like a child um, mm-hmm. growing up I, I can think I, I hear that where it seems like I feel like I'd be way more nervous than that because your lights on people just judging you and staring it's like a for me a sports tryout mm-hmm. versus the game is less it's a little bit less nerve-wracking because the game it's like you know the lights are down you can't really see the audience most of the time yeah you're just doing your stuff that you've worked and prepared for yeah exactly like, in detail versus the you know the tryout the you know the that's the, yeah that's exactly right yeah it's I, I get it I never really thought about it from that it's, angle it's it's really the um you know at the performance you've you've already gotten the job you don't have anything left to prove you never have anything to prove mm-hmm. you know that's also a mindset that you have to work on all the time. But, you know, at that point, you've got the job. This is your role. This is your thing. You get to tell the story now. So there's that level of, oh, no, these people are looking at me and judging me and deciding if I can do this or not is just not there. Yeah. And I think that's the most nerve wracking part about it. So let's talk about the story. You're now telling your story. <laughs> what story? Well, okay. Let's start. Let's start that's, there. That's the joke with cats. Let's, the let's, plot. let's start what there. Plot? Yeah, I mean, totally. That's how yeah. this how this podcast was yeah. founded, which was like me trying to add one um, and or write one. Mm-hmm. If you were on your debut, family's mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. friends are coming. Mm-hmm. How are you describing the plot to? Like, what are you telling them? <laughs> Um, Actually, did you tell them? Like, no one prepped me for the show. That was my my challenge with this is I went totally knowing nothing but punchlines. Well, I didn't. Okay, so my parents, I didn't really have to. My mom and my stepdad. I guess, I guess are, I saw you in middle school. So they, they're, well, but they're aware. Also, okay, yes. But my mom was a dancer. My okay. stepdad is a composer for TV and film. You know, like he he's also been a performer at some point in his life. And he saw Cats. But they both saw Cats. Like okay. the original Cats. Um, and so 
it's one of those things like if you've seen it, you just kind of understand there's like no way to really explain it. Were they fans? No. So they didn't like it. So they're like, I got, but now I have my to go stepdad back. definitely did not. He okay. was like, that was the weirdest night of my life. And a cat hit me on the top of the head as they ran <laughs> through the aisle. And I was like, work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but like, you know, we were given liberty, like yeah. Colton would steal people's shoes sometimes. Like you were allowed to just like, do. <laughs> there are some times we were like, did we cross a line? Um, yeah, this is pre-pandemic. You're doing it oh, with yeah, like green eyes. Pre-pandemic, and... green eyes. I think someone stole some like M&Ms from somebody once and just like ate them in front of them. Like, <laughs> you know, great. we're in the audience. Whatever. Why not? We're cats. They're kind of jerks. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't prep them no. on anything? Well, I, I, no, I didn't have to prep them. I, I also, you know, I don't. I okay. Well, well, the example would be like if I had gone home to Kentucky and I saw like my high school friends or something that yeah. they didn't do theater, and I was like, "What is it about?" <laughs> I think my answer would be like, "Oh God, I don't know." There's a bunch of cats. You meet them. It's all about being reborn. You know, it's never mind. I actually I teach the Jellicle Ball to like kids in dance class and this is how I explain it where I'm like You've, we've come together in this one special night there's a full moon call it the Jellicle Moon and um, we've all met to decide who gets to be reborn into their new life and then you just spend the rest of the night meeting every single every candidate in their song so you don't tell the, the dance students that it's an orgy the ball's an orgy no why they're children? Why I, would I? Well, no, I have major issues with children seeing the show. As like, I know two children going to see the tour tonight. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't mention the orgy part. Um. <laughs> I just like it's so it's as I've learned more hundred plus episodes in versus what my my explanation was. You're seeing the weirdest version of the X Factor. Like you're seeing a trippy version of the uh -huh. X Factor because I saw Leona Lewis and I'm aware that that's what sparked that. But I'm like, yeah, each cat's going up one by one in front of a judge. Yeah. To no, win. Absolutely. On one night. It's the finale. We're absolutely. at the finale and I've got like 12 candidates that are there. Yeah. So that's how I explained it. Yeah. Then well, I learned uh -huh. a lot more about it and I'm like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more going on here. Not necessarily for plot, but like the balls and orgy and Victoria's dance are her coming of age and Demeter's being abused and like uh, yeah, all these absolutely. things. That but like, there, well, yeah. And there's, there's always a ton of stuff that like, did you... Under, did you um, leave after the first time you saw it? Did you leave and understand any of those None. plot points? Yeah, None. but that's that's sort of the thing. Like there, there are all sorts of things that we are told that inform yes. our performances. That it doesn't necessarily matter if the audience knows it or not. It just they just know that whatever is happening in front of them is honest or true or oh, whatever. Totally. You well, know? that's why this exists. My podcast yeah. exists because I can ask all those other questions, yeah. um, which is what I think makes the show kind of great and why I think there's such a massive super fan following because those super fans can go multiple times yeah. and pull a different thing out. Yeah. As someone who's only seen it a handful of times, like on stage, the last time when I saw the most recent tour after I've done this podcast for so long, I was like, blown away. I was like, whoa, I did not realize the staging was like this. And I didn't pick up that. Now that I know, now I know too much. It's like almost dangerous. It's like I, I went too far. Mm -hmm. I went too far on the other side that now I know too much to also then be confused again. Mm -hmm. But I do think like the average fan walks out and says, that was some really cool dancing. That was some really great singing. Yeah. A little weird. Yeah. No, um, you can't deny, you can't deny the, the talent that you see on stage. I mean, it is truly 
uh, I'm glad it was my first Broadway show because mm-hmm. I was like, and this is just how hard Broadway is. This is what it takes. Eight shows a week, absolutely killing yourself up there. Two and a half hours straight of dancing. And I'm glad I was only 22 because that's not what it's like. Yeah. It is never that hard. That is like probably <laughs> the hardest thing I'll ever do in my life. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's really rare that as as a female dancer, I, the, you know, and Rumple Teaser is like pretty tomboyish. So she danced with the boys a lot. It's rare if like almost doesn't exist other than in this show that a a girl would be dancing like with the boys Mm -hmm. and doing all the jumps and the turns and and I love that that's I love doing that but you know I am also a showgirl who wears heels and does kick lines and you know cutesy little tap numbers now too yeah I the part with Rumble Teaser because when I first saw the show that was pretty much the one thing I remembered mm. like deeply was that it's a, number. It's a good number. Um, I also figured out part of that's probably why is the show is very overwhelming on stage yeah. a lot of the time, and your number is like one of the only times during the whole show where it's like it's just you two. I know, and so it's like you get the spotlight, the focus, but also as an audience member, it's like I didn't know anything about the twins. Yeah. Before this podcast. Okay. And then I was like, wow, I did not realize the twins turn first and the twins do all this stuff and all those things. And it's, it is so fascinating to like see that. But for you all, it's like, you got your song, you're singing your name over and over again. The whole, everything is look. everybody's looking at you mm-hmm. in that moment. So I would also say, I feel like the narrative is pretty clear at that point. You're like, we yeah, get it. They yeah. steal stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But and it's also like it's kind of a little kitschy of like fun and like yeah. they, they pull some parts through it's that. It's also and... toward the beginning of the first act when mm-hmm. maybe your brain hasn't smoothed <laughs> yeah, over that's yet. That's true. So you know there are lots of things working in our favor. That is true, and I think <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's such a fun number too. And it is. It's the one that was stuck in my head for weeks after the show, mm-hmm. um, and still like when I saw the show again. The one that I was singing after, which is, I think, kind of strange because I think most people would be memory. And I'm like, nope, Mungle Jerry Ripple Teaser. For me, it's Busta for Jones. I'm really? Just well, I was going to no. say. Uh, okay. okay. The reason it's Busta for Jones, that's when I was making a quick change into my. We have like a little costume change before oh. Mungo Rump. And that's the only time that I'm not on stage, that we are not on stage. And so at, I went and I saw my friend Melody in the tour, and I hadn't heard the music you know seen any of the shows since our closing night and and I had done it for so long you know it's like in the, I started to get nervous during that it was like Pavlovian I heard Bustopher Jones and I was like sweating in the audience yeah. I was like here it comes <laughs> because our number's next yeah. um, so maybe that's why Bustopher Jones it's also I mean I love that number it's cute that you I think are in the minority of it's that it's just silly I don't know I mean Skimbleshanks obviously a bop but yeah uh, Bus for Jones is currently it's cut from the Royal Caribbean 90 minute version mm. and is generally one of the like I think that cat is up there in least favorite when I ask favorite and least favorite yeah because it's just <laughs> it's just about a well the movie also didn't do it justice either did they do it in the movie? They well, it's James Gordon. Yeah, um, that's right. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, well, they did well. a version of it. Uh, I enjoyed Bus for Jones only in the sense that, like, 
I don't think I think I just misread this, but it mm -hmm. says like the whole thing is about how he goes to gentlemen's clubs, which I think in London is a different term than it means in the United yeah, States. Yeah, not not like those yeah. kind of clubs. So but that like was a like fancy, how like, I interpreted you have to be a member it. The kind of American club. version of that, um, and I was like, that just makes this character way funnier. And so I was like, this may like there's a crime whole, mob. There's a dystopian version of Cats that I don't think they would ever let anyone make because it's. The production is under like lock and key. It has oh, yeah. to be done a certain way every single time. Um, I have thoughts. I have a lot of ways to write cats too. Yeah. Um, and I, I, there's there's parody. There's been parodies for sure. I've seen. There's one here recently. Um, right before the pandemic, there was one I think, and actually I think right after. I didn't get to see either of them, but I heard they were fantastic. Um, but they're they had to stay away from it because of the amount that they're allowed to do with yeah. what's allowed. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to talk about Rumble Teasers' okay. plot. What's <laughs> okay. her back? What's her backstory? Her backstory? I mean, okay. To be fair to myself, it's been a minute since I thought about this. No, this doesn't leave you. I know cats. Like, you, this this is still somewhere deep down in your brain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, so. Okay, so her plot, her backstory, she's, I don't know, she's just a troublemaker. I mean, she's, she's definitely a tomboy. She uh, is, like, really crushing hard on Mungo, which some people are like, you guys are siblings, and I'm like, no. Okay, so yeah, let me ask you just, I'll ask you some of the questions then. So, not okay. siblings, the, you, no. okay, the trying to date, are you together, or is it a crush? Crush, definitely. Okay. So you're not, you haven't started dating. It's more of like you're a friendship that you hope progresses. Yeah. At least that's my version of it. Yeah. It's my version of it. But that's, that's the thing. It's like they give you your three words and I was also a replacement. Mm -hmm. So I, my, I learned the whole show in two and a half weeks wow. and then I had my put in and then I made my Broadway debut. Psychotic. I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I didn't have the full five, six week rehearsal process, two week boot camp yeah. of crawling around on the floor character development. Um, you know, as a replacement, there's already kind of like a blueprint for you to, to step mm -hmm. into and then you make it your own. But... Uh, yeah, that that is that's my version. That that's okay. the version that, that was like very potent to so me. So I think one of the... Do you see any parent figures from the other cats for you and or you either you or Mungo I was I feel like it's like Jelly Laurent because you look at like the color and the markings on the mm -hmm. different cats and you know like Jelly's an orange tabby or no oh god you might have to get this part out because I'm like I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I mean you tell me what are, what are, what are some of the theories um, of parentage for I, these the one that the current tours going around so Brian and Taryn who played Mungo and Rump mm -hmm. I actually love this I hadn't thought about it but they're basically playing that Mungo is Jenny's um, son Jenny Annie Dots yes Jenny Annie Dots son and that Rumpelteaser is trying to basically win over her like the mom's approval so that oh, they can be together that's cute and I was like that's fun right I hadn't thought about it from that angle and that's I really like that yeah no I, it, I I hadn't thought about that either obviously <laughs> doing it every night but I, I think that the the version Andy's version that we were really toying around with is that uh, Mungo and Rump are 
young teens who are kind of like falling in on the wrong side and are helping out McCavity sometimes mm-hmm. and like they're they're just on the path toward destruction. Yeah. Um so the reverence for any uh adult cat is just sort of not there except for Rump really loves Gus. I'll say that. Okay. Because I really, really loved Gus. We're right in the front just watching Gus tell his tell his tale at the beginning and um Let me ask you a McCavity question. Okay, ask me ask. Um, do you think like I'll give part of the my thought process on it. I'm curious if it's right or wrong. Is that I thought I always thought Mungo Jane Ripple Teaser are like yeah, I'm like not really trying to be into crime. We're more of like the stuck up, mischievous parents, yeah. rich parents. Kids sure. are okay, kind of okay, doing okay, what okay. they what they what they want because they can uh-huh. versus actually trying to be part of crime. Yeah. Or are they working their way into McCavity's like legitimate crime gang, and they're just like low level employees trying to build their way up? Like, which version of is it for you? I think that Mungo is probably closer to the McCavity side of things, like actually going bad. Rump really has a crush on Mungo, uh, wants to be in on all of that, but isn't at her root and at her core. Um, She's changing her personality for a boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. But, I mean, you know, they're kids, and they're really... uh, They're also trying, for some reason, as teenagers, trying, like, throwing their hat in the ring of, like, it's time for us to be reborn into a new life. So, But did you play that as, like, this is my chance to be reborn? Or was it, like, I kind of interpreted your number as, like, a disruption like Tugger's. Where it's like, it's kind of like a, all right, let me just show you what we can do. Like, you all. I mean, it it is a disruption because before there's all sorts of rustling and a police siren Mm -hmm. and everyone. The reason we're on stage by ourselves is because everyone thought it was McCavity and they run away. Okay. And it's us being little jerks. (laughs) And we have like the loot, our little bags full of stuff. There was a siren. We just robbed a place and we showed up to the party and uh, scared everybody away and we think that's hilarious and we're now it's sort of this breaking of the fourth wall we're not performing for anybody that's there are no cats around us it's for the audience truly and we're like what's up this is who we are yeah but that's kind of why I didn't think you were auditioning because it's like you're not performing from a judge there are moments in the ball this is when this is what I was talking about with uh, there are things that we are told in rehearsal and that motivate us to do certain bits of choreography mm-hmm. and things that the audience not doesn't necessarily like think about yeah. or notice. Um, well, and there's definitely fans that do. Well, that's but true. The most people aren't going to there, pick up on it. There, are, there's a moment in the ball when. Um, and and I, I think you're right. I don't think it's like truly motivated. Like we want to be reborn, but that's what the night is about, mm-hmm. and it's sort of us just centering ourselves and trying to impress Deuteronomy, who has all of the power. Um, but there, you know, there's there are a couple of moments. I don't even know what this section is called, but we Mungo and and Rump come forward and like do a little dance specifically for um, Deuteronomy and. Um, God, I wish I could remember this cat's name. It's definitely a kitten. Jacob Carr played him on Broadway. Lots of toe touches. Tumble Brutus? No, not Tumble Brutus. Kitten? Alonzo? No, not Alonzo. Carbuckety? Carbuckety! Thank you. Thank you. 
see is me 100 plus episodes 100 plus episodes this is my my, slowly getting there yeah i i often think about what my brain got rid of when i like put a new broadway (laughs) show into it because there's no space for all yeah what information have i forgotten um i feel about that way with this podcast it's like what have i lost because i've learned way more about all of these cats than I, anybody needs than to possibly know. anyone ever needed to know. Yeah. But, you know, there's a moment Carbuckety will come through and he'll do a bunch of toe touches and things for Deuteronomy and then we'll come through. And actually, I think it's in the verse. We come through first, we do a little dance, Carbuckety comes through and uh, steals our spotlight and that's like a what the uh, uh, moment. Wow. Um, which... No one would have ever noticed yeah. except for us. Except for I would get the note all the time that's like, it's too angry. I'd be like, well, yeah, he's no. stealing my spotlight. Yeah. Should be mad. Should be mad. Right? Taking yeah. your chance. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's uh, Those are the moments that like, again, if you go for people that are like the super fans that do go multiple times, mm. they're watching just one cat. Like they're going to watch just yeah. one person's performance to see those things. Whereas yeah. like, again, the, your moment is one of the few moments where everyone gets to focus on just you two. Yeah. I had someone really, really sweet, really sweet uh, at the stage door. Um, they were like, oh, my God, we we just we couldn't stop watching you. We really loved your performance. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And they're like, yes. And your facial expressions just reminds me so much of clowning. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yes, which I take that as a compliment. Um, but also I'm like, wow, I guess I was made for musical theater because, yeah. <laughs> because I am a clown, actually. We have all the face paint on. I don't know. But that I have a lot of questions on. I don't even know what clowning is. So it's, it's like a specific. I'm not. I'm going to. Someone will have something to say about how I've described it. But um it's like you can go to clown. Hugh Jackman has been to clowning school. It's like learning. Uh, it's like a style of performance and learning how to. It's like taking like burlesque or okay. something. It's like a style of performing that has all of these. I'm not doing it's this all justice. facial expressions it, is like a big part of it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Okay. I think it's over exaggerated. Um, <sighs> storytelling. I live in the wrong. I live in such a different world. With humor. I, I don't a know. completely different world from from this. We'll be back for more of this cat's catastrophe after a short break. Um, okay, um, let's hard pivot from hard, clowning. Hard pivot. Hard pivot from clowning to uh, to New York, New York. I want to hear. I know you're. You know you're in the. It's, it hasn't opened yet. Like when we're recording mm-hmm. this, you're early on. Mm-hmm. Like what is for everyone who's in the city going to be able to come to see? Like what can they expect from this show? It's going to be the best thing you see all year. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I I'm honestly welling up with tears every day in rehearsal because it's so special. It's it's a love letter to New York. It really mm-hmm. is. It feels it's the new classic. Um, it's not a revival, but the time period, it's in the 40s, late 40s after World War II, and it feels like the golden age of Broadway. Um, but, you know, we're making it now, and so the things, it, it's just, it's really special, mm-hmm. and it's all about the city, and 
um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't want to give too much away because it's brand new. Totally. So how much, because, uh, you know, there's obviously the movie. Yes. How much of the, like, for someone that sees the movie, it's it's new. It's not just the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, how much are they going to recognize versus how much is going to be, like, net new? Like, should somebody see the movie first or is it going to be, does it even matter? I'll be honest. I have not seen the movie. Me neither. I, it's actually really hard to find. I tried I to watch it before rehearsal started, and it's really hard to find. Slash, I just it didn't exist anywhere. I don't. I didn't. I didn't even know where to find it to purchase it to watch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it streams. I think it's like a physical. Yeah, go get a DVD and then I don't find even, a DVD I don't player. I don't even know then, if it's yeah. that advanced. You yeah. know, um, but I do know that this is a film that. Um, like older generations really love. This is De Niro, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. A really young De Niro um, and Liza Minnelli. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's loosely based. It's inspired by the film, but I, I don't, I mean, I can't it's say not it because like a stage I haven't. Version. It's not yeah. a stage yep. version of the cool. film. Yeah. But I'm, again, I haven't seen the film. It's just what they said. And I said, great. I'm so glad I, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> so there's, I don't want to have you give it away, but is there any moments from your rehearsal or anything else? Like, you know, for everyone walking into Cats, they don't know what they're going to go see. Right. Is there anything that you should be like, okay, you're going to love this one part or be ready for this thing? Like, what's the one, like, like moment or can you not give anything away I'm not I'm not there are definitely there are moments moments yeah. but I'm not going to say anything I'm not even telling like I haven't even told my best friend or my boyfriend I want it to be a true surprise because it is I mean you will recognize every location that we go to in mm-hmm. the story because it's New York and mm-hmm. so I mean it's a love letter to New York it's about New Yorkers it's just like it. I mean, I personally think this is one of the greatest places in the world. And we certainly think that in the show. And I don't know. Yes, there are. There are. I'm so excited for certain things to be on stage. Like, I, I can't wait for our sits probe. I can't wait to hear our music played by mm-hmm. the orchestra. I can't. I mean, the set is going to be crazy amazing. Yeah. It's at the St. James, right? It's such a cool theater. Yeah, it's at the St. James. Um which I've, I've never worked at the St. James, but I, I was at the Schubert across the street on 44th for Hello Dolly. And it feels, it's such an iconic Broadway street. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's kind of narrow. Every, every there are so many shows just on one block. It's all kind of crammed in there. You're like, yeah, I'm on Broadway. It's, it's got that like old school sign It's got the too. old school sign. Yeah, the old school sign, everything in lights outside. Yep. Well, I cannot wait to see it. Um, and then it, we'll link how to go find tickets and everything for everybody who's in New York who's fortunate enough to be able to go see you all. Um, pumped for the show. It's so cool to to hear. Um, I always kind of joke, is there any other cats in it? Any other former cats? Just you? I I think it's just me, actually. The only cat. For the first time in a long time. Yeah, right? Because usually, me. like the other shows you've done, you've been with many other previous cats yeah and i'm i'm really thinking hard because i don't want to yeah i don't think so i don't think so we have some some older uh like broadway legends that have been in the business for a long time but i don't think either of them are in cats so i think well, it's, it's just me just you it's you gotta just hold down me. the legend of cats for, yeah for everybody. well len look i'm doing my best yeah <laughs> um, okay, let's do some rapid fire cats questions okay. to to get us to our most important question, which okay. I know you're gonna uh, agree with me on. So I'm excited mm. for that most important question. <laughs> oh. um, who, if you could go on for one night only in cats, 
any track, male, female, forget if it's like you could do it, you could sing it, you could dance it. Just if you could just do one night, who would you want to go on as? Oh, Bomb Valley Arena for sure. Bomb. I love do it. Do you get, do people say that a lot? I feel like, so it's a wide range of answers for mm-hmm. this. And what I've noticed, like the psychology behind it, I've noticed is people either pick something that's so far away from what they could like do. Mm-hmm. It's like not them at all. So it's mm-hmm. like, I want to go do that. Or it's like exactly them and they want to do that type of track. Yeah, I, I'm too short for bomb. I'm mm-hmm. I'm only 5'3", okay. and height has a lot to do with what age you can play in theater, mm-hmm. which is crazy, but like if you're short, you like, unless everyone's short around you, it's probably not, not gonna be an yeah. adult on stage. Um, but bomb, bomb, it would just because it would be fun to dance and, and sing and like do all of that. Yeah. Her um, and Tugger are two very common answers. Honestly, no. I would if it was a male track, I would pick um, Skimble Shanks. Skimble Shanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, fun, a, fun a number. Bop. Absolute bop. Yeah. Best number in Act Two. I, I think I agree. I'm trying to think of what else is in there. It's uh, Gus. Memory. I mean. <laughs> I, I, everyone's very well aware of that like yeah. I, memory's great. I, there's no I doubt. Think it's that iconic outside but, of but I uh, you know it's Skimble's a bop. I agree. Um okay, who are your favorite and least favorite cats? Forget favorite. forget actors, take the actors out of it. Okay. Characters. Favorite and least favorite. Mm, okay, favorite probably Gus. I have a real soft spot in my heart. Love it. For the elderly and the sweet. Again, this and is going to go well for my last question. It sure is. Um, but What about Lee's favorite? I think that Jenny Anidots is, I think that's it. I think that it's Jenny Anidots. Jen, I love it. You're not trying to win her approval. It's like, nope, no, I'm, I'm over her. No, and I think it's because <laughs> she's she's a tight wad and she's like very prim and mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I, speaking specifically as like character and also like I don't know maybe in my real life I'm like ugh yeah I don't like that don't energy need the mo- yeah I don't yeah, need the mom don't character know. relax yeah yeah you're very more rumple teaser than, <laughs> than Jenny <laughs> yeah definitely okay uh, what's your favorite song in the show favorite song in the show I already talked about Bustafer being like stuck in my head all of the time but I think probably now I'm like trying to like go through the show and think about the things that were really fun to sing um, okay, not uh, Skimble Shanks. It's going to be Skimble Shanks. Yeah. It's fun to sing. What, did you build what part of the train were you? Did you build part uh, of the train? I was in the front um, holding, I wasn't holding the light. Tent Mile was holding the light. I think I had like an umbrella in the front. Okay. Um, you were one of the spinning. Yeah, yeah. Nothing heavy. I remember Zach, who was my Mungo, had this like huge metal wheel in the back and he like stabbed himself in the leg. <laughs> God. It was like actually dangerous. Um, yeah, that there's no, some parts but, of that that I'm like, it's it's big, yeah, it's huge. I was definitely I was in the front. I had like a little spinning, and we would just yeah. bop side to <laughs> side. <laughs> um, okay, my fun question would be, which cat? Since you're going to be you know doing a New York love letter here in New York, New York, which cat do you think would be the best New Yorker? <laughs> oh, nice. Um. Ooh, are we talking like the I'm walking here, New Yorker, or uh, however you want to interpret it? I've thought a lot about this, and I have like a bunch of different answers depending on how you interpret it. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I think that Rump would be a great New Yorker because she wouldn't take crap from anybody. Um, I think that I agree with that. I think that Jelly Lauren would be the good like new girl in town 
type Ooh. energy. Um, but, you know, obviously she's older in the show in, in Cats, but like she, you know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. got that like very sweet from a cornfield somewhere moved to New York City yeah. energy. Um, who else? Tugger would be a really great New Yorker and like work the, the drag scene. I think I placed a lot of these people in different parts of the city, which was like yeah, a real New York. Yeah, Tucker's in Chelsea. <laughs> Tucker's in Chelsea, West Village area, Greenwich yeah. area. Yeah. I have Gus somewhere on the Upper East, just upper like East? maybe you know, Upper West. You don't I think, think he's, I think he's, he's, on the, he's on one of those two sides of town he's, where because he's a theater cat. I think he's an Upper West. Okay, cider. so he's but I knew he was North. Upper East. Upper East to me is very old, More but Bustifer. also very moneyed. Yeah, that's Bustafer. Okay, Jones. so Bustafer's East. Uh-huh. Gus is Gus West. Gus is West. Um. I think Grizz lives like on St. Mark's. Yeah. Yep. Grizz is Grizz is definitely a New Yorker, but this is like she's in a part of New York. Too long. Yeah. She's been here. She's yeah, exactly. Her Um, she pays thirty dollars in rent every month. We're stabilized, rent stabilized for so long. God knows how long. I think um, Skimble is the one I don't think can be in New York because the MTA doesn't work. So I I don't (laughs) think that he could be here. He's a commuter. Yeah. Um, but I think you could have um Mustafa's has got to be somewhere in. Okay, can I take my answer back about favorite song? It's, okay, it's Misto, Mustafa. and also a part that I would want to play is also Misto. I, that was my. Fa- I had a you crush on the 1998 um from the movie, which Jacob is. Brandt? Yes, yeah, big crush, but like specifically on the character Mustafa's, yeah. which I don't know what that says about me, and maybe I should go to therapy, but. <laughs> When I could get into what cats and therapy could lead to, um, there's a lot, a lot there. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, okay, sorry. So I have, ja- okay, it's, I it's have multiple Brand. answers because um, I got Yeah, we, I mean, we can keep placing that. I think Bomb and Demeter and Bomb are definitely in the city somewhere. They're probably living together in. Hmm, I'm trying to think. There's, Where there's like an live? Alonzo, like some of the kids I think are over in Murray Hill. Yeah, the Kins are definitely in Murray Hill. That's good. They're like with and then, the yuppies. I'm trying to think who else. I've, I I did spent way more time thinking about this when I wrote it down. Um, who am I missing? Mungo Rump would be like on the Lower East Side. They're like cool kids. Yeah. And I had Victoria like in Lincoln Center. Like she's definitely a Juilliard or something. She's like she clearly. Is, she is a J-yard. Yeah. She, Syllabub Syllabub is oh yeah the Syllabub is like possibly a reflection of Grizabella as like a child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's ever talked about that mm-hmm. as a whole thing um, but I I don't know that where would she be she's I think Syllabub's on the Upper East Side for sure yeah I could see that for sure and then who are we missing we've got where's Old Deuteronomy mm, I think that Dude lives in Inwood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, who's in the Bronx? Is anybody in the Bronx? Who's in the Bronx? Is anybody in Brooklyn? Who's in Williamsburg? Mm, who is in Williamsburg? Probably like Carbuckety and Tumble Brutus. Yeah. And like, like more of the teens are in like trendy Brooklyn. Yeah. I feel like the twins are in like Long Island City. 
<laughs> yeah, I can see them in Long Island City. Or like Hoboken. They're like on the other side. They're kind of like in their own. Honestly, because they're psychic and they can see the future, they're in the neighborhood that no one thinks to yeah, move to yet. Right. But it's about it's on the come up and they just know yeah, that. They've already bought. They've it's already gonna, bought. They're going to sell like, soon. Yeah, exactly. Buy the next one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I got it. Um, all right, let's get to the, the main question. Okay. Um, I've argued I don't think Grisbell is the right joke choice. So who are you going to argue for? And let's, let's hear the reason why you're sending that person up. I, I think it kind of goes without question that it's Gus. And if you've ever listened to his song or watched Christopher Gurr, uh, or honestly, any any sweet old man yeah. <laughs> like sing this song with a little palsy. Why would you not choose Gus? Gus has been around and he's sweet. And I've obviously have such a soft spot for old older folks. But I don't know. I I obviously I understand the 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 story of redemption and why we choose Grizabella mm -hmm. and why Victoria is the one, the pure white, like she's like the representation of purity and also, you know, her whole journey of loss of innocence on stage, whatever, whatever, whatever. I understand why yeah. we pick Grizz, but personally, I would have picked Gus. I love that. It's like the, yeah, I get it. Blah, blah, blah. blah. But this is my choice. I'm totally with you. The message totally is probably you. stronger with Grizabella. I think it depends on how you interpret the heavy set layer as well because... Okay, are you about to tell me that, like, it's like the... What are you about to say? <laughs> I... The message is clear the sense of like the redemption story and like again I'm gonna go back to my X Factor. Her pre-song package is gonna be great because okay. you're gonna get the whole like look at what my how hard my life was and then let me sing my memory song and like I have a compelling final performance at the end of the show before everyone opens up voting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I get that. But I also like to me it wasn't a like necessarily reborn. It also felt like old Deuteronomy is like you're killing one of them. So I'm like, if you take the reborn part, I was like, which cat are we going to murder? And it, my thing is like, make her next year's choice. Let her spend some time with her family. Get, you get the whole redemption story. But then it's like, hey, I'm going to redeem myself. I'm going to bring you back in. We're going to accept you. And then it's just like, and bye. Versus being like, we're going to redeem. I'm going to accept you. Spend a year. Go to some <laughs> birthday parties. Yeah. Hang out with the hang out with your kittens and your chi children that I'm sure are part of the tribe. Yeah, and then go next year. Yeah, there are also yeah the, the whisperings of like Silbub is yeah or Victoria potentially and Victoria's her you know like mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's like high and by. That's my part that I'm like yeah you know I can I can buy the story arc, but why does she need to go right away? It is a valid point and a good question. I, I, in my mind though, I w always was taking it as like, no, they will be reborn into their next life. So it's like they are shedding this. But then you're getting, you're gonna lose your mom and get like Baby Grace, which sings the opening number. Like you're gonna get a child version of your mother. Like this seems like again, well, like you're I getting. Don't a, know. I mean, the whole thing is like kind of an acid trip the yeah, whole time. I, I mean, so totally. like, I don't think we can place such practical rules. No, on... I've been. That's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to put plot and story and like very thoughtful moments to a very it's show that doesn't do that. high concept yeah. art. <laughs> so. With random plot points in there. <laughs> very much so. It's weird to me. The biggest the biggest part of learning from this podcast is the, the things that everyone accepts as fact in this show mm -hmm. 
are some very strange things. Yeah. I'm like, how is that? Like, we don't know this part of the plot. This is up for interpretation, but everyone is for sure that Demeter is being abused. I'm like, that's the one sort like everybody's positive of it. So it's, it seems like a little strange that we've just accepted certain parts of it. And it's, sometimes I'm like, really, that's the part we're going to accept? Like not a whole arc of a story or what's happening here? Or is this relationship here? It's like, nope, we're going to accept that part. Yeah, but I think that a lot of that has to do with the physicality of the characters and how, you know what I mean? Demeter is very like nervous and skittish and it's, totally. it's like our whole, and you're like, oh yeah, no, no, I get that's Okay, no, I, I understand. I, mean, to I totally get it. It's just from someone who analyzes this purely from the plot story, from the writing versus the like, you know, I've met fans who are like, oh my God, but that choreography, did you see that number? I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I saw it. It was, yeah, but what did it make you feel when you saw it? Um, that's sort of that's kind of like the dealings with when you when you start looking at uh, dance heavy pieces because it's such a like the highest form of expression, the most abstract form of expression. It's more about what it made you feel and think about versus the uh, hard line plot point. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I think the challenge for me as someone who doesn't have any background on it mm. or ability to do any of it is most of the time when I see it, it's t it's bringing a plot point forward. Mm -hmm. It's like hopefully helping with the plot point or it's a dance number. I'm just like, that is incredibly talented. Like what mm. talent? I'm just usually saying it going like that takes an incredible amount of skill and practice mm. and something that most people can't do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm usually walking away from, from it from that standpoint of like that looks so hard. Not like and that's where I'm like, as again, not a non-dancer. It's the same thing with singing. I'm like a non-singing. I When someone belts, I'm just like, I know I can't do that. Like I know a lot of, most people can't do that. Yeah. That's impressive. And so I see it from that standpoint, okay. probably more, and maybe this is like more of a judgment of me of like, the like, oh, it made me feel like, oh, I got the, the, the part of that number that they're trying to get. Like I'm not, choreography is going to go over my head, mm. but I'm more of just like, wow, that was impressive that was skillful that took a lot of practice that is peak dancing of someone doing a skill that most people can't do that's that i feel like that is a good uh that, that i feel like that's as someone who loves sports and grew up you growing up watching mm -hmm. a lot of sports and i think that's like a that that's a very reasonable uh probably very common experience totally. watching um but then like you know me as an artist i'm like but what did it make you feel <laughs> did when someone sang that song didn't it make the little hairs on your neck stand up and it tapped into the your emotions but it's also like i think that's how i experience the world it is well, you know? so and it's it is fascinating being more involved in this community now mm. with this podcast and other things I've done. Is like I have friends who are theater people, yeah, and we're either performers, former performers, like or just like very former into it. Performer, and <laughs> there are some like I have a friend that pretty much starts crying in every show, and yeah. including shows. I'm like, why are you crying? Like, why, yeah. why are you crying? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like what's yeah. like I don't I don't get. It. And it's that same thing. It's like they're having that exact emotional reaction to yeah. the dance number, the singing. Yeah, and I'm much more of the like I constantly reminding my like deep Broadway friends, being like, I am. You're from Lexington. I'm from Indiana. I'm like what is my like random friend in Indiana who doesn't know anything? Like, is this going to be enjoyable for them? Yeah, 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 yeah. And a uh -huh. lot of the times it's like that really amazing theater is great, but it's probably not what they are going to enjoy. 
or mm. that they want to see. Because mm. if they come to Broadway, they're going to want to see something more funny and uplifting or like more musical. It's come not that see it, New York, New York. It's the show for you. Perfect. I mean, it's it's going to be on that list. There are yep. other things that are right now where I'm like, I've seen some really well done, dramatic, thoughtful, heavy theaters play. And I'm like, I don't think I should send my friend to that, you know, like, yeah, um, I, you, you know, you're not going to be like Leopoldstadt, go see that. That was the one new Tom recently. Stoppard. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Amazing, but heavy and heavy. So I think that there is a little bit of the, like, I go in, even with cats, like I go in being like, I, I can't do it. Like, the, I, like you're saying two and a half hours, nonstop yeah. dancing the yeah. whole time. I, the first time I saw it, I said, that is a, an athletic feat. Yes beyond belief and I didn't know about the rake stage at the time or any of this stuff I just was like I was exhausted watching you all yeah and that is to me like in a talent a skill of like at the top level of the profession mm. and I kept going like that's like going to a Rangers game or a mm -hmm. Knicks game I'm like mm -hmm. you're watching the best of the best do what they're doing in something that like yeah I could go try to dance cats. I could go try to play a basketball game or a hockey game, but I can't do it at that speed, at that skill, at that level. Right. And that's kind of where when I walked out of the show, I felt more of that yeah. than it was like, oh my God, the turns, how technical or like. I wonder, I mean, I wonder too, was that, did that help or hurt the very loose plot that existed? Because maybe if there was a stronger plot, we'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, obviously they're working so hard, but for this very obvious purpose, um, I don't know. Now I'm like, is there such a thing as too much dancing in a show? <laughs> I, I think it's uh, probably not. I think yeah. the question is like what people are going to see. And this yeah. is why like there's, I mean, you can't argue against Cats to run for 42 years. Like it's, Yeah, no, truly. Um, but there are other shows where I'm like, some other shows I saw that were really good that closed really quickly. I'm like, I, it, it, I saw that there was missing mass appeal at times. Mm. And I'm like, I thought it was, it was good. But I know that like there's a lot of people I would go with that would just probably not enjoy that. Right. And so I think that there is a moment of that where the like hearing from people who are very in the industry is different than hearing from the people very out of the oh, industry. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I'm now blurring that line. And that's what makes it really fascinating for me. Mm. So anyways, that's a huge tangent. Um, yeah. I will say I did see a very heavy dance show that you were also in that yes. I did was very moved by in okay. the sense of like, wow. That is, again, same thing. I was like, this is incredible dancing. Um, loose plot. Um, I felt more, um, more plot than Cats, but still much more of like the plot being told through the dance numbers than yeah. it was through yeah. like a storytelling of it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Also, and only gold at MCC. Yes. Also, Andy Blankenbuehler. Yes. Um, like truly stunning choreography. Also, one of the hardest things I've ever done, yeah. possibly because I'm a little bit older now, um, but people have asked, like, what's harder, cats or only gold? <laughs> I actually can't decide. Only gold mm. was really tough. It was just nonstop. We did not leave that stage. And I think, we, and, and you know, every time you're on the stage, uh, if it's a heavy dance piece, you have to be laser focused on what your intention and your purpose is on stage because you are yourself at a, con a conceptual level mm -hmm. moving the story along in yeah. this way. So it has to be really specific. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm I count myself lucky that I got to be a part of it, but yeah, that was also a crazy dance show. I, I think part of that is why you probably get 
in, even in the cat's world, you get some like, I didn't get it or mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it is that. And that's where, you know, what I think the beauty of theater is, is that it doesn't all have to be for everybody. No. And it probably shouldn't be. No, I actually think that's a sign of, of good art is if it's pretty polarizing. Some people will love it. Some people will hate mm-hmm. it. That's that's it. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like I'm least I'm I'm the least interested in something that everyone's like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. And yeah. most people are just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't care. I don't care about that. Yeah. I want something that people either love or they hate. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, there's plenty of that out there right mm-hmm. now, too. I love it. That's so fun. Um, well, this has been amazing. Uh, I appreciate anybody that doesn't vote Grizabella. So thank you for continuing to help the the numbers Look, here. At no shade to Grizabella, Mamie Paris made me cry pretty much every night singing that song. It's really emotional. She was unbelievable. But, but you know, if we if we were gonna go another direction, yeah. obviously it's Gus. Yeah, I told Mamie that. I her performance was almost made me change my mind, but it didn't. At the end of the day, <laughs> it didn't. But it, in the it end, didn't. it didn't. I still, I, and I told her that. Um, I cannot wait to see New York, New York. So we will link to how to go for everybody in New York who can make it, or anybody visiting should mm. go see it. It opens on April twenty sixth. Yes, that's right. Um, how can everyone else stay in touch with you? Social media? Social media. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. I also, I should say this. I just went viral on TikTok. I know. I shared it. Oh, I saw it. Oh, yeah, baby. Like, I've never made a TikTok before in my life, but I... Was it your very first TikTok, right? It was like... No, you know, there were two others, okay. but I wouldn't say that those were actually involved or engaged with what TikTok is yeah. uh, interested in or even about. Um, but... Yeah, I just kind of dubbed uh, you did the Rihanna, Rihanna. Yeah. Rihanna's Super Bowl performance with the Jellicle ball, and then someone asked for Skimble Shanks, obviously, yep. and did that one too. Yep. And Both went viral. And I can say I now understand why people are addicted to social media, because the morning I woke up, the day after I posted it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, you had like thousands of likes in media. Is this my Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, we will link your handles. Everyone can go find the tick to the, the viral TikTok. I also reposted that on TikTok because well, this definitely made me laugh. I was like, the minute I saw it, I saw your name too. I was like, wait, was this you? Like, it was. Um, I wasn't sure because I didn't like hadn't followed you, hadn't seen because you hadn't posted much yeah, on no, there before. I basically, didn't exist. Yeah. on TikTok. I was just a voyeur. I was just there to watch. Yeah, <laughs> on TikTok, and then, then I you had one idea, uh, yeah. and that's how it starts, and that's, that's how, how it starts. Starts. That's, that's how, how it become, starts. You got to have the influencer. idea first, and then yeah, influencers. There future. you go. Yeah, I'm waiting on my um, sponsorships and things to yeah. come through. Yeah, anybody, anybody that you uh, that is listening to this, reach out. Yeah, thanks. Send a message. Um, <laughs> send some product or whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want yeah. to reach out to my like, subscribe. We, we can. <laughs> we'll try yeah, to tell, me, anyway. tell me what content you want to see next. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thanks, everyone else, for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at The Wrong Cat Died, or check out our website, thewrongcatdied.com.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.